Welcome back to another Better Days Ahead episode with me, Dr. Arya, as per usual. For today, I'm going to suggest that you have tissues close. I just have a feeling this podcast will be the one to emote you if there is going to be one at all that does that. I apologize for the grogginess in my voice. I almost completely lost my voice this last week. I'm surprised that it didn't go away completely, but it almost did. Probably secondary to the copious amount of crying that I have done with recent events that have occurred. I was going to record a different podcast episode, but this is the one that makes the most sense for right now. So without further ado, today we're going to talk about grief, especially because this is very much so intertwined with events that have happened in my life and just the general theme for the way that I'm feeling lately. This is an emotion that unfortunately I think most people can relate to, and I'm all about celebrating emotions but it wouldn't be genuine if I made it seem like I simply embrace them all with everything that I have to give. I am getting better at embracing the emotions that are much more challenging to feel, emotions like sadness and frustration and confusion. But grief is like a boat anchor attached to the heart, and it just feels like it never hits the ocean floor. It fucking hurts, to put it lightly. Most people have felt grief in some way, and if you're like me, you felt it because of a loss. And as you guys probably know, maybe if you're following me on social media, this last week was, and I mean this word to the fullest and most accurate extent, hell. My little girl who I've had for uh, 15 or 16 years, roughly, started suddenly declining and not acting like herself at all. I mean, very suddenly, it was a complete drop off a cliff. And if you're one of those people who's like, big deal, it's a dog, you're entitled to your opinion, but this podcast won't resonate with you, which is fine. But I, like many, many other people, strongly disagree with you. On the contrary, those who are dog people and understand the pain from losing a dog or when your dog suddenly declines in their health and doesn't act like themselves anymore, their personality starts to change or go, and you know that the end is near, then you get what I'm saying. And maybe you haven't lost a pet, but you've lost a person. And this podcast and this whole thing we're talking about right now relates to you. And just know my heart really goes out to you, no matter who you have lost in your life, and no matter the circumstance of what grief may have entered your life under. So Tinky, my beloved fur child, is my family. Um, She is everything to me. I don't even necessarily know where to start with her. Uh, One summer day when I was about 14 or 15, she found her way into my life. My parents had found her in South Phoenix as just a puppy. She was so small. She's so tiny. Um, She was covered in ticks. She was very malnourished. She was not in great shape. And my mom and I picked each and every one of these ticks off of her body, and I sobbed. (laughs) We got them all, and we nursed her back to health. And, um, you know, I grew up a pretty troubled and sad kid, and she made it much easier to get through all of the years. We grew up together. She's seen me graduate high school and college and medical school, and she's been there through every heartbreak. She's been there through every good thing that's happened to me, too. But when I was, you know, sad, she would literally lick tears off of my face, like aggressively, and wouldn't leave my side when I was struggling. 
she's everything to me and how I can love someone this much is a mystery and is completely insane and she deserves every bit of it um I haven't always been a perfect dog mom I've had some real challenges in my life I have had some some really low lows that have made me disconnect from the people and the things I love the most but she has unconditionally loved me even when I didn't feel like I deserved it. it. She isn't just a dog. She has been the best and most consistent and loving companion I have ever had in my life for the sheer fact that she is unconditional. Think for a second how challenging that is to find. We all want it. We all strive to be it. We all search for this unconditional love. And man's best friend has simply mastered it and gives it freely. She's not just a dog. She has always been a powerhouse and completely amazed me. So when she suddenly, very suddenly declined, it was horrific. Having to watch someone you love so much start to transition into the spiritual world, knowing that you can't do anything to fix it or to stop it, before you even get a moment to wrap your head around what's happening is a very special kind of pain. And we've known that she's had some kind of cancer, likely multiple cancers for a few months now and this was a finding that was completely incidental she wasn't showing any obvious symptoms um i had happened to take her in for something completely different and lo and behold you know some questionable things were found and that led us down the path of discovery to eventually find tumors and she's been great she's still been herself there, haven't, there hasn't been any change in, in who she is or what she's been doing up until about a week ago. And the other day she stopped eating, she stopped drinking on her own, and the light started to leave her eyes. We could physically see it. And we were tearfully saying our goodbyes and making her comfortable enough to where she could go on her own terms, knowing it was very likely imminent. And it was two to three days of this, which doesn't sound like a long time, but holy fuck when you are when you are just bracing for the worst two to three days it honestly feels like forever um because after what was the hardest part so far there was two to three days of okay you know she's starting to decline and this doesn't look good it got worse and she had what it was most likely a seizure and I was up at 3.30 after, 3.30 in the morning after getting about an hour of sleep. And this, this change that she had, it went on for the next few hours, probably the next like six hours, honestly. And again, like we attempted to accept what her fate was another time because initially it was like, okay, she's starting to get really tired and she's, you know, not interested in eating, drinking, whatever. And then, and then this next phase happened and it was fucking terrible. And after this, she wasn't able to walk on her own and still wasn't eating and just seemed very, very tired. And if any of you have ever lost anyone, you know what I'm talking about. You know what that transition looks like. And when the end seemed extremely near, like we could reach out and touch it, she bounced back. I don't know what happened, but she started eating and drinking and walking on her own again. She came responsive 
and her personality actually came back crazy um, or not because there were a lot of prayers that were said and I believe that they were answered. Now, I know I'm on extremely borrowed time as I record this and anything could change at any given moment. So all that I can speak on is how things are right now in this moment. Perhaps she fought for me and decided she didn't want to go yet because she loves me and she loves her life. I don't know how much time she has left and things could absolutely change whenever. So that being said, I feel, I felt grief like I have never, ever experienced in my life for those three days. And although in some ways I feel like the worst of it is gone or I might just be (laughs) just so emotionally drained that I'm a little numb. I'm not sure. I'm still grieving. I'm grieving the memories we had. I'm grieving the moments. I felt like I should have been there more. Uh, I'm grieving the idea of how empty things will feel when she's gone. I'm grieving the way I had to see her over the last few days because it was traumatic. It's a slower process. And I actually feel like so fucking grateful I get this time to leave no ounce of love left ungiven and no words left unsaid. I know many of you might not believe in anything after life, and I completely respect that. That's your belief to have, but that's not what I believe. There is something so painfully beautiful about watching the transition to the spiritual world in someone you love so much. It's in these moments, though, admittedly, that your belief gets tested. Like when the stakes are extremely high, not even just high, like extremely high, Those are the moments everything you thought you knew and everything you thought that was rock solid is tested. Healing in general is a lot like that too. You think you've got it down, that you're on the right path, and then something comes along and it knocks you down and you wonder if you're doing it wrong, if you're on the wrong path, or if you've gone backwards. I've been really hard on myself with this, as you can imagine. It doesn't help when you're getting few, like, three hours of sleep each night and crying like you can physically feel your heart breaking and completely isolated for the world as you are focused on one thing and one thing only. And all of those things combined certainly do not help with having self-deprecating thoughts. I have cried so hard I lost my voice and it's only now starting to come back, but you can still hear weakness within it, I'm sure. I have quite literally felt like I am losing my mind. Within all of this, it's been challenging to voice what I need or how I'm feeling other than, and I'm going to quote this because this has just been a a quote, a response to pretty much everyone. It's just devastated. You know, I don't really know how else to expand upon it other than that, I guess, until today as I'm starting to talk all of this out. But for a few days, I, I couldn't even formulate a single thought. I couldn't. I couldn't do any of this. I seriously was like, I felt so disconnected, so dissociated, so numb, so everything. I'm actually kind of amazed that I can think somewhat straight today. But it's been challenging not to feel like I am going completely off the deep end for the first time in a very long time based on all of these factors. And I've been so proud of myself for learning about my emotions and learning to regulate them and learning to trust in something greater 
when there is a situation out of my hands, learning to give myself grace and patience during the challenging times and generally learning to wear life's pain better because pain, albeit piercing, helps us grow. It teaches us shit we essentially cannot learn any other way and I really want to embrace and accept that that a lot more because there is shit that I would have held on to forever in my life that was not serving me and if it wasn't for the total tragedies you know these people being removed from my life or these things being removed from my life I would have never released my grip on any of that but this 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 is different this has rendered me feeling unraveled to the point of again being completely disconnected from reality I'm pretty sure I cried so hard talking to my therapist the other day that I actually scared her. Uh, I could imagine that's pretty hard to do, but I saw her face. Anyway, I might not deeply care about a lot of things very often. And that's not that I'm closed off, but I pick and choose when it's sensible. This is just based on what I've experienced and how to protect myself better. It takes a lot of energy to care and to be vulnerable, and it's scary, too, when trauma plays a role in your life. You learn that it's not always safe to show all your cards, let down all your walls, and and that's really okay, I think, because you can still be authentic, but know it isn't safe to show that side to everyone or anyone, and I've learned to choose when to show the real depths of who I am entirely and when not to, again, for my own personal protection and for no other reason. I've learned to really vet those who I show all of myself to and learned it's okay not to do this for everyone, even for most people. When I do care, though, I've learned that it is a massive amount more than a lot of people I'm surrounded by. And sometimes it's not just the happy, love, and light type stuff. It can be ugly. It's messy. It's confusing. And it's a space I have nothing to offer others and instead I need love guidance and support myself because caring about others isn't just about being able to give and having that side where you you have that depth to you means that there's that opposite side as well where it's not just about I can give so much to other people and I can love other people so hard It's also like when you're in those times of need that you really need people to show up for you in like a profound way. And that's what I'm referring to here. I need community and it's it's really, really raw. And I still have a hard time doing this unapologetically and like expressing that this is a need of mine. I still have a hard time not judging myself for the messy parts and for not having it more together. Am I relating to anyone out there? Does this make sense? And I used to hate this about myself. I found it weird or too intense or even worse. Like I'm legitimately clinically insane. And I've been told I'm too much my whole life. And I've felt like shit in the past wondering why I couldn't be more like everyone else around me. You know, keeping things surface level and not asking questions and not needing help and not seeming so sad. You know what I mean? This side of me I've learned, like all of you, has helped me to really care about the well-being of perfect strangers and give a shit about trying to help those who are hurting and lost. It's allowed me to acknowledge that it's a passion of mine to connect and help other people who feel like me. 
there's a positive side to it. And I try to remember that. And it's been one of the highest honors to be in a space where I can do something that really fucking matters. Seeing those who feel invisible and validating those who feel judged and sitting with those who need a companion the most in the most dire of times. And that's been me the last few days. I've tried to voice what I need, what I'm experiencing, and be as honest as I can through such a shitty time. And I think it's important to remind my community I'm going through this process alongside all of you. But my mind has been so scrambled, it's been challenging to do that. I was in nothing but fight or flight for about three straight days, so formulating thoughts wasn't my strong suit and still isn't. I don't always have answers, nor will I pretend to. Sometimes you don't need answers, though. Sometimes you just need to be assured that you'll be all right and you're not fighting that good fight alone and that you're not invisible, that you are okay, everything is going to be okay, and that you are literally never alone. There's no time limit on grief. We all have our own process. Grief has been described as the emotion you feel when love has nowhere left to go. And although it is probably the most agonizing emotion I have ever felt, there is a high honor in having the privilege to feel that, to be able to love so deeply it hurts this deeply. We would not know what light is without darkness or joy without sadness. The opposite to everything is what gives us that significance. And thus we would not truly appreciate life and the time we've spent in it or with our loved ones without there being the existence of death. So for now, I'll be soaking up every ounce of these precious moments with my little girl until she decides she's ready to reunite with her buddies and wait for me on the other side. And when that happens, the grief will cut deep, much deeper than it does now, the way it did a few days ago and then some. So I don't have the answers to your grief, but for all of you with heavy hearts, you are in my prayers, you are seen, and you're going to be okay. Godspeed. Thanks for being here, and I will see you guys back again next time.